welcome back to the Act Two podcast, a podcast for the real life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. And as a reminder, Act Two is a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. Our whole goal for Act Two is to just talk about what it's like to just do this as a real job that pays your rent. So this podcast is one of the things that we do. So thank you for joining us here. But if you have topic suggestions or questions for us on episodes you've listened to or other writing things that are going on in your life, you can reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com, which is all spelled out, or on our Instagram and Twitter at act2writers. And we're also on those things. I'm Story Thursday on Instagram and Twitter. I am Tasha 3.0. And I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter, Josh Hallman on Instagram. I (laughs) (laughs) want to tell you something before we jump into things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even tell you we're going to talk about this as I normally do. (laughs) We don't talk about this on the podcast, but we do off the podcast. Fight Club? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of. Statistics. Oh, okay. I was looking at some podcast stuff, our mm-hmm. podcast, and without getting into certain things, yada, 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 I just wanted to bring something up, ask you a quick question about our podcast. Okay. Something that I learned. Well, yeah. How many countries do you think we have listeners in? You know, this has surprised me as well, and I have not looked at our stats in a while, but I would say like, I don't know, five? Five? <laughs> <laughs> like like the, you know, North America, some people in, in Western Europe. Like there's there's one person in Africa who listens to us. <laughs> well, Tasha, I'm here to tell you it's 35. 35 countries? 35. I was I thought, I mean, listen, the bulk is in North America for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like one person in a couple of the countries. However, <laughs> I saw that. I was like, what? I just found it surprising. That's amazing. So we it's want to amazing. welcome. Actually, I'm not as surprised. I because we've gotten a lot of comments, like messages on Instagram from mm-hmm. people who are very, very far away from Hollywood, who are trying to break into Hollywood, and it has been interesting to have these conversations of like, I live in Syria and I really want to break into like action movies in Hollywood. How do I go about doing that? And like trying to say yes you can work from anywhere especially now but mm-hmm. like how how do you make that transition from someplace that is just so far away um so it has been interesting to have these kinds of conversations with people which is really cool yeah it's pretty incredible i was just like oh my god that one person <laughs> welcome i'm so excited <laughs> that you're here so anyway welcome that's what i wanted to tell you that's cool yeah this week in writing this week in writing what do you got all right. Well, this it's it's sort of a this week in writing. Is it this week in eating again? No, no. This it's <laughs> this, this week in just figuring out some writing stuff. So before I go to bed, I typically will be working on my computer and then I just crash or I will lay in bed and go on my phone and I just kind of like stare at a screen and then I get tired and I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I've made a conscious effort to kind of have a little gap so my brain can clear out the screen time before I fall asleep. Interesting. And recently, it's been really freaking helpful with my writing because I'll write throughout the day and then I'll stop and then I just lay down 
and I'm trying to fall asleep, but I start like drifting off in different thoughts. And it's like, I'm putting together things that I couldn't figure out in my script. And it, there's that weird, like creative zone where you're kind of tired. You're on the verge of falling asleep, but you're not quite there yet. And you're having like these really crazy ideas that might be awesome, but they might be terrible at the same time. And that's been happening to me recently. And it's all from me just putting my freaking screens away and thinking like a caveman without staring <laughs> at anything. And I'm just, I wanted to recommend it because it's so easy to forget to do this, but it was, it's been really helpful for me and just like getting ideas together. Yeah. I love that. That was my this week in writing. That's an incredible this week in writing. I feel like that's life changing. Yeah, I know. And it happened to me. And then I like picked my phone up the next day. <laughs> I have to like. Well, that was short lived. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been, it's really crazy. It's how, how weird it is. And then I'll just, you know, you go in your notes and you just start writing things down. Mm -hmm. and, and, Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because we had this conversation, which maybe is it this week in writing. I, I feel like we've talked about this on, on the podcast last week, but um, there was a writer who had like a really in, insane deadline. Like he had to finish a feature length script in like two weeks, literally. And he was still taking weekends off. And I was like, what, what is this man? How does yeah. he do this? Like I don't take weekends off and I don't have deadlines that are like that. I don't understand. And he was like, yeah, you, you need to let your brain refresh. And he said, what you're saying is that in those downtimes it's not actually downtime your brain is doing some really awesome creative work so that you're like ready to go on monday and it's a really great lesson it's yeah these makes me feel like i don't want to say my this week in writing because it's not as good then say it <laughs> let's hear it it's probably an actual writing thing that is an actual okay so mine is i got stuck on a fight scene this week and is a it was a major part of the story. Like it was one of those kinds of uh, scripts where the fight scene like is the point of that story. Like you're, yeah. you're waiting all, all movie to like get to that point. So because it was such a huge chunk of the story, I decided to like completely just re-break the fight scene. And I know you and I are kind of both in this opinion of fight scenes should have a beginning and a middle and an end, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, I'll speak for myself. That's something I learned watching Indiana Jones fight scenes because they just do such a good job at like their ups and downs all the time. It makes it unpredictable and exciting and fun. So this fight scene was clearly not working. I thought the structure just felt totally off. And I felt that way because I was confused whenever I reread it and I didn't care about anything that was happening in it. It just felt like people were fighting. Mm -hmm. And so I for the first time ever, like just carded out a fight scene. And usually when I'm carding thing, like doing note cards and stuff, it's like full plot stuff. But this was just a fight scene. And I kind of just went into writer's room mode on just a fight scene. And it was great. I ended up like reordering the cards and cutting some of the moments entirely. And now it has a beginning, middle and end. And I just, that was cool. That's oh, all. wow. So you feel better about it. Yeah, I feel great. Is this like a duel? Yeah, it's like a showdown. Wow. Yeah. And because it's a showdown, like your characters have to be doing something very specific character wise, right? Because yeah. like you're building to this fight scene. So you really need your audience to care about what's going on. And we've seen plenty of movies and TV shows where you get into a fight scene, you sort of don't care. Like maybe the action's cool, yeah. but it just it's just kind of an action scene. And it's like my greatest fear that 
action scenes that I write are like that. So if anyone ever sees my stuff and you feel like my action scene is just an action scene, please let me know because mm-hmm. I would like to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have just been writing some action scenes and and I fully know some of them are just action scenes. Yeah. Like, and and I don't know how to fix it quite yet. Yeah. In some ways, like let it be a placeholder and just come back and then maybe do this, like maybe do the card trick. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I can't wait until like we can revisit this conversation where whatever you're talking about comes out and then it's like, That'd hey, cool. remember this episode? This is what I talked about and this is the, the result of it right here. <laughs> and here's how I failed <laughs> and here's how I would change it now. <laughs> so there is no beginning, middle or end. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about what's going on, and I wrote it. Oh, (laughs) man. Never. That would never happen. All right, Tasha, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about revisions Mm. because we have seen some posts on Twitter lately asking about how do you approach revisions, and everyone has different processes that work for them. So I feel like let's talk about what we do. Let's do it. I'm sure you and I have different processes as well. Probably. Yeah. Would you say that you have like a standard process for how you revise? And follow-up question, how is your process different if like you just got notes from your friends or you actually got notes from a producer? Well, all right. So I'm going to start with if I just got notes because this Mm -hmm. actually just happened to me yesterday. And I got the notes, got some writer's group notes. And so what I did was I got, I had all these thoughts that came to me oh hey let's change i think this these characters aren't working this 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 and so basically what i do is i will put down i'm i handwrite at this point now i've started gone back to writing into a notebook old school my main characters right so let's just say there's a character named olivia olivia like i'll put down things that need to change that aren't really working and Mm -hmm. that i need to come back to in the script i'll do that with all of the main characters and then I'll kind of bullet point the big revisions that need to happen, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And then I'll do bullet points under that of where things can change in the script. So like getting more granular about like, yeah. these are the over- this is the overall thing that I think should change. And here's some bullet points on where I can actually create that change. Yes. Oh, interesting. So that's when I get notes. And it's actually kind of the same when I'm just doing any any revisions. I, 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 there have been times where I've just done revisions by reading a script and I'm like, oh, I need to change this scene. Mm-hmm. And then that scene changes something else. And that scene changes something else. So I just do it in the moment and I don't mm-hmm. even like write it down. I just kind of fl- do it on the fly. But for the most part, my process is write down the major things that need to happen and then do little sub, uh, sub markers of how I'm going to do that. It's very organized. So you will like... During writer's group, I'm sure you take notes from what we're all talking about for yourself. And then after that, you're, you'll sort of read all the notes the next day and then do your own sort of, not outline exactly, but like bullet pointed notes document for yourself on what you want to address. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I'll even kind of approach where I think I can tackle like right away. Okay, I can change mm-hmm. this right away. I can do this right away. This is how I'm, you know, like the smaller things, sometimes I'll tackle first because they'll just eat at me if I don't change it. Like there's little things that I just know I can change. And then I just kind of take it 
piece by piece. Yeah. I think that's a big, big, important part that I've realized or like honed in on as part of my process is taking it piece by piece. Because I feel like when you just look at all the notes you have to do or think about all the revisions you have to do, it becomes so overwhelming. Yeah. So it's like narrow in on you want to change Olivia's character. So mm-hmm. just just think about Olivia at every moment in the script as you read and like, don't think about, Oh God, the scene's not working as a whole. It's like, Nope, focus on Olivia. (laughs) What is her problem and fix that? Cause then I think I get so discouraged by how much work revisions are that sometimes you don't do them. And then in the script just sits there. But if you can take it piece by piece, even if it's like today, I'm going to work on Olivia and act one and that's it Yeah. tomorrow. So just again, breaking things up into mini goals in a way. That's yeah, that's exactly right. And it is, it's very daunting when you look at it, you take the step back, you're like, oh shit. And just as an example, um, like what you said, like, so I have these two characters, let's just say Olivia and the other character is Mike Mm -hmm. and their, their relationship wasn't really working and kind of their, why did they break up? What's the theme? Like, what is the story about between them? And so I kind of looked at, okay, why did this, like, what happened with this couple? What are their issues? And then I went back and started to look at all of the scenes they were in. So that one issue was always mm-hmm, under mm-hmm. the surface of every scene that they were in. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's so specific. Yeah. Again, cool. someone will read the script that I'm talking about and be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do Did that. Did succeed at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded great talking about it. <laughs> All we can do do is our best, man. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) All right, bringing myself back. Revisions. Okay, so I feel like my revision process, not that you asked me, but. (laughs) No, I am. I I would love to know. I'm going to steal whatever you do. So let's hear it. Um, I feel like it changes depending on, yeah, if I'm writing an original script, if I got notes, if I got notes over the phone, or if I got notes, documents, or whatever it is. So. Um, I'm just going to kind of tell you my different processes. So yeah. if I'm revising in a vacuum, like if it's just an original spec, um, I've gotten no notes from anyone. I've just finished my first draft and I'm kind of rewriting it before I show it to anyone. That's going to be a different process than all the others. Because for me, that's more of a fluid process where usually what I do when it's my own thing that no one's seen yet is I'll just kind of let it rest I'll take a break from it for like a day or two, maybe even a week, Mm. depending on how many other things I have going on. Like I'll just work on something else and then come back to it where I feel distanced enough from it that I feel fresh. And then, I'm sorry, this is sort of too detailed. Well, no, do you want to hear something really crazy about what you're saying? Not to cut you off. I talked to one of our mutual friends earlier today Mm -hmm. who got notes just yesterday and he proceeded to say that he he addressed the notes last night. Like he got last the notes. night. Yeah. He said, cause he sounded a little tired too. And I was like, you okay. I was talking, talking to him on the phone. He's like, I just had a late night. I, I addressed all these notes. And I was like, wow, what? You, what are you talking about? And he stayed up all night. Cause he said it was so fresh. He knew how to tackle it like mm. on the spot. And so he just went. Wow. Yeah. I, I bring that up because I also kind of I kind of go back and forth, but I've kind of leaned into the camp of, okay, I'm going to get some notes and then I'm going to take a step back and let it, yeah. let it just sit there. Yeah. It's got to, got to ruminate a bit. Yeah. I feel like 20% of the time I'll get real excited and dive right in, but that is like such a rare feeling. Yeah. It happens. 
<sighs> yeah. So usually I give it a rest. And then what I will do is I'll open like a PDF of the script and then also have the final draft file open as well. I do not like to revise from the final draft file. It really bothers me. And I don't know why there's something about like the final draft being like work mode. That's where mm. my, my brain and my eyes go into work mode versus if it's like a PDF of the script or I printed it out or it's on my iPad. If it's just different from where I work on the script, then my brain processes it differently. And I feel like I'm in reader mode when I'm like reading the PDF. So I can just read the script like an exec would. I'm less analytical. I'm kind of more instinctive when I read it that way, where I can be like, oh man, this line reads a little awkwardly or whatever. I can just see from like a, a larger bird's eye point of view. Mm -hmm. um, so then I'll kind of like read. And then if I see something I need to fix, I'll just like tab over to the final draft and I'll fix it and I'll go back. And sometimes like it, my brain is so weird that I will literally, like if I can see my final draft document on my screen, like it's slightly to the right of my PDF, I like have to hide it. <laughs> like I can't I'm even look at it. 100% <laughs> the same way. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm not that weird. <laughs> there is something really great about reading the PDF. So like good. there's it's there's something different about it that I, I, I don't know the psychology behind it but i, I don't yeah. know i feel so fresh and so clean when i read it <laughs> 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 all right if i'm getting notes from writers group i feel like that's a whole other process where usually i've typed out the notes that people have given me and i'll kind of just keep this running document to the side of my final draft that's up and then i'll reread the notes that i typed up and I'll ask myself, like, are there any big overarching notes? Like, are there notes about tone? Are there notes, like, that are big, like the midpoint is in the wrong section? And if there are those kinds of notes, then I'll probably do what I did above. Like, just read, like, reread the whole thing from the beginning to the end and make those changes as I read through it. I don't feel like in those situations, when you have those bigger notes, that going granular ever works. I really mm -hmm. have to start from page one and go down. But then once I do that, which like this is definitely will happen on a different day because going and doing overall notes is a lot of brain power. So you'll need a break from that. But like, then I'll go back to my notes document and be like, okay, well, Josh said that on page five, he did not understand this line of dialogue that my hero said. So I can go into that and just start making those little tweaks as we go. Because yeah, I mean, I, at this stage, where your brain is sort of addressing individual notes that are a bit smaller and more isolated. I feel like you don't need to reread the script as a whole. You can just get in there and be super yeah. surgical about it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I do it. If I've gotten sort of verbal notes back. So my question to you is kind of, because this is where I feel like people's processes really diverge is like, how do you revise when you have had a lot of notes back? Like you have to blow up your script like your last draft did not work. How do you address or like revise or approach revisions in that situation? That's really tough. And I actually recently did it with the script that I've just been referencing. Mm. If you remember, I blew up the opening. Oh, yeah. Like I just start from page one and rewrite. Do you keep your previous script out as a reference? I do, yeah. There's um. So when I do that, I'll look at my script and kind of think of the things that I like in it and what I want from it. Okay. I like certain moments or uh, certain beats, how people maybe run into each other or how they get onto a, you know, like 
on a train or whatever it is. Do you write these moments down, like moments that you want to keep, or do you just like keep them in your brain? I'll write them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do both, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I definitely have. I try to write them down, and then I'll just have to trick myself and pretend like it's not a big, terrible process, and then I just go back into writing <laughs> it and just be like, "All right, here we go." And before so you, you know just it, mentally trick yourself. You have to, I think, or you're like, "This isn't so bad." There's still some yeah. things here that that I can I can take from my old script, but I have been in that position where I've the I've actually weirdly the last two things that I've written I've had to blow up. Mm-hmm. Like in a major way. Yeah, you have. And they're better for it. It worked. <laughs> Fuck, man. No more. <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> you actually just reminded me that the way I used to revise, what I would op- I would open up my final draft, put it to the side of my screen, open a new final draft and just rewrite from page 1 and just like almost like you're just um sort of copy paste, not copy pasting, just like copying mm-hmm. what you wrote. But then as I'm rewriting it in this fresh new document, I would change things as they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you just feel the scene differently. And I'm so bummed because like, I don't have the luxury to do that anymore. It feels like, because that takes up so much time, but I really love revising that way because it does feel like yeah. you're doing nothing but like buffing up the script. You're just adding more complexity if you start completely on a blank page, but like you're basically just copying what you've done. I completely agree. Like it, it's like a fresh coat, coat of paint. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, there's something about it that it, it sucks, but then afterward you read it and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is bad. But I, I recently did a, like a, like a pacing revision mm. and we were talking about this like it was, you know, an action film and I, I I read some other scripts that I really appreciated the pacing and it made it feel like really intense and frenetic and just like mm-hmm. it was moving, moving, moving. And the way that was accomplished in this script was just like overlapping dialogue, the double dashes, which are my favorite. Uh, yeah. A lot. Of, it just it felt very conversational and very just raw. So I did that an entire revision in one of my scripts. And it feels a little crazy, but I think it's better for it. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. In that case, did you do like a page, blank page, and then? No, that I just, it? I just, I had it open on my final draft, and like literally every single scene, I was like, "How can this be? Like, how can I sprinkle mm. cocaine on all of this?" Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. There are people who do outlines for their revisions. And I feel like I can't even remember an instance where I've done that, though I'm sure I have a couple times. It just feels like so much extra work to me that I don't do it unless I absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I do have to blow something up completely, rather than do a new outline, I will usually do note cards yeah, because it's just less work, but similar work to doing an outline, especially because you've already written one version of the script. So you have enough information. You've been living in this world enough that I don't feel like I need to do a whole new outline, which outlines typically help me get into the world if I'm not in there yet, right? Like that's usually my first introductory step to writing a script. So if I've already written it and I'm blowing it up, I will do note cards and kind of work off that. And I'll do what you were talking about, which is like, I will write immediately the scenes that I know I want to keep. 
or Mm -hmm. moments that I love and want to try to find a way to keep, even if I do have to throw them out. So I'll, I'll put those kind of up on a board or before I had a whiteboard, I would buy those big like sketch pads that artists use those the biggest one that you can find which are usually like really thick and you just kind of like have a almost like a binder kind of backing um and just use those because again it's like more fluid thinking for me and i'll just kind of start writing ideas of what i want to happen and it might be bullet points um interjected with yeah these scenes that i know i want to keep i wanted to say one thing as we've been talking about revisions and keeping moments and, and, uh, scenes, when I say that it doesn't mean I keep like the exact dialogue from, I would love to, I'd love to just do the copy and paste, but it's more so like the intent of where does the scene begin? Where does the scene end? What does that take us to, to the next one? So it's more so Mm -hmm. like the, yeah, I guess the intention of the scene, like the purpose, like why, like there's, there's moments where you're like, you don't need this at all. And then there's other times where it's like, I need this meet cute. This couple needs to meet at this market, downtown Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. How does this happen? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think it's important to then that kind of becomes your new outline, right? Is you want the meet cute, you know, that it happens at this market. And now that you have that up on your board or in your sketch pad, you can be like, okay, well then how do I get my characters to that point? And that it just becomes these like really helpful lifelines for you as you're revising to or anchors, whatever the metaphor is to sort of like get you through to figuring out how to get to these points that you know that you love because you already tried it in the first draft and you know that you like them. Something that happened to me just this week when I got stuck was I started watching movies in this genre and trying to think of what movies are comps for what I'm trying to revise and then break those movies down and see how they move their characters from beat to beat Mm -hmm. because there might be something I can learn from how a really great movie has already done it and it might spark ideas. I'm not saying, you know, copy those, although, hey, great people have copied Shakespeare, for example, but is there something in how they connect their moments and their big kind of touch points that I can learn from and grow from and and shake something loose for myself. So sometimes I'll do that. I do a lot of rereading. Like I I do get scared. Like I just I'm envious of people who can go more surgical all the time mm-hmm. and they just don't even reread at all. They just like go in and fix things. Because and I just did it this week too. Shoot. Like I I had You're- to send in a revision on a script and I had to change the way one scene ends with a particular character. I wrote a scene where the character like loses a fight, but the studio and well, everyone wanted this character to win the fight. Wow. So I was like, okay, if she wins the fight, that's different. But then it created all of these trickle down effects, right? Because losing the fight puts your character in a different emotional place. Yeah. It puts them in a different physical place. than if they won the fight, And so I went and I like tried to find surgically those moments in the script without rereading the whole thing, just surgically finding the moments that I could just now flip because she won the fight. And I I missed one because I was doing surgical instead of reading the whole thing. And I got a note from the producer. It was like, hey, like, this is great. (laughs) But like, this doesn't make any sense anymore. Like this one little section, because if she wins, this would never happen. And I was like, fuck, yes, damn it. (laughs) surgically but like being surgical you can miss things i guess is the point of of my story which is why reading the whole thing again can be helpful 
I just didn't have the time to do so. God, that seems like a huge note to get. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a huge note and I was mad about it. Yeah. But I think hey, it's all right. <laughs> what if Marty doesn't go back to the future? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't he just fix his parents' relationship in real time? <laughs> Um, okay, something to think about for revisions if you're doing them for someone else, like the example I said above, like a producer or a studio is paying you. I feel like the revision process can maybe look a little different. Obviously not the writing itself. I think, you know, the mechanics of, of revisions will always remain the same. But let's just say that Josh has a movie at Lionsgate. Mm. Lionsgate gives you Go a on. round of notes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And they're a studio, so they're most likely going to give you like a very official notes document. And what I've heard some writers do in this situation is they will send Lionsgate in return a game plan before mm. they go off to revise. And a game plan is basically going through Lionsgate's notes document and literally writing like in that document in red, like underneath their notes or whatever color you like, um, like what game plan, what their game plan is to address each individual notes. And I have done this before and it can kind of feel really satisfying for you as a writer because you're sort of getting all your ducks in a row in this moment as you're replying to them. Like, okay, like this is, I'll take a, I'll take a look again at the meet cute at the market. This is something that I really want to keep about the market idea, but maybe we can find another I'll, I'll look at another way for them to meet mm -hmm. while, while still maintaining like the essence of this market idea. Like you can just write that right in the game plan. So they know, okay, like Josh is going to address our note um, and he's going to, he's thinking about an active way to, to make it work. Yeah. So it's just really have allowing yourself to have a conversation with them through the notes document itself. And it's really helpful to have this game plan because a, you don't have to be super specific here though. You can, if you have a, a specific answer already in mind on how you're going to address a note, go for it. But you can also be a little vague, like I kind of was in that example. <laughs> um, and it's great because it allows everyone on the team to, to see how the process is moving forward. And I think it gives everyone a lot more confidence in you as a writer, because oftentimes producers and studio execs can get very scared when they give a writer notes and the writer's just like, cool, thanks. Yeah. And then goes off on their own for a couple months and writes. That can be very scary for a producer who's like, how are, like, did they like the notes? Did they did not like the notes? Are, did they agree with them? How are they going to fix them? Like, that's a conversation because I don't want them to do my solution that I suggested in the notes, right? Like, I want them to think of their own solution. So it allows for you to have just a bigger conversation. I was going to say, that's a really important point because I think a lot of times writers forget that, especially when you're doing revisions that... You, you know, you can take things so personally, but you forget that the person giving you the notes sometimes is insecure about their own note. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it just can come off in a weird way. So it is very important to communicate. Like, I, I, yeah. I think that's really important so you can get everyone on the same page and you can come up with a new solution and, you know, find common ground. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually told a produ these the producers recently with what I'm trying to finish up right now, I was like, hey guys, because they gave me a round of notes that I I never really responded to. I just talked yeah. to you about it and I talked to Dave about it and I was like, 
I, I, have, I have to address these, but I b- ended up blowing up the script and I haven't even told them yet. So oh, no. they're going to get this new script. I haven't given them a game plan. I'm going to let everyone, I'll let you know how this turns out because um, I'm okay. submitting it to them soon. So I just well, realized. I, mean, I won't say what I what I was going to say because I don't want to rub salt in a wound. No, 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 no. Do it. Do it. My 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 situation's also a little specific because there's there's like a couple things to it. But yeah, right, what sure. were you going to say? I was going to say that writers I've known who have done game plans at the studio level have said that a the execs are very pleasantly surprised that they Mm -hmm. do this because it is sort of a rare gift (laughs) that they get from writers and b they found that it really helps create a really good relationship with the exec who again just feels extremely confident that the writer is listening to them understanding them and thinking in a really smart way and benefit for you as a writer is it can kind of leave a little bit of a paper trail yeah. where like, let's say you turn in your revised draft after giving everyone the game plan and the producer's like, well, why didn't you fix this one thing? And you can be like, well, in my game plan email, you didn't mention that you wanted to fix that and it was not in here. And the producer has to be like, damn it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gave me my shot with the game plan thing yeah. and I didn't take it. So... <laughs> Per my game plan. <laughs> yeah, per my game plan. <laughs> Thanks for understanding. Ski oh game my, plan. Those, those, <laughs> oh my god, those emails. But yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm I'm very pro game plan, even though I'm currently not game planning on this one thing. Yeah, same. I would say that eighty five percent of my re- revisions, I do not do a game plan. Mm. I don't know if that's helpful at all. No, in theory, though, it's great. <laughs> Because it does, not every situation requires a game plan. You got to kind of feel it out. But, you do um, have to feel it out. You don't have to game plan every single no, time you get you some don't. revisions on something. Absolutely not. For the most part, like say for Tomb Raider, for the most part, I'll get notes and I'll just be like, great, thanks. Got yeah. it. But oftentimes I will go in and say, hey, on this one, usually it's when I'm pushing back on something. I will sort of create a conversation with them to better understand what their note is and also to better clarify why the thing is in in there. I'm all I'm all in. Well, that's it. That's all I have to say about how I do revisions. I have no idea if that's helpful. I think it is. I I want to say one last thing that I just kind of as we've been talking about this what I realize I do hmm. is when I get revisions early on in a draft, I'm I'm still like very free and I'm like, "Oh, I fucking yeah. love this project. It's great." And and like my revisions aren't as surge like the the solves to my like what i'm going to end up doing aren't as surgical like they aren't as specific sometimes they're a little more broad stroke Mm -hmm. but like as i do more and more passes of my script and then i keep getting some notes that's when my revisions i'm like i start outlining them and i'm like okay this is exactly what i'm going to do because i need Mm -hmm. to get this script off my fucking computer and out of my life (laughs) Like you're just so exhausted by it. You just want it to be done. So that's why you just kind of go in surgically. Also, by that point, I'm sure the script is so solid that Mm. you can be more surgical. I think so. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Your relationship with scripts is like, it's like, it's like a real life relationship. You're like in that like honeymoon phase and then (laughs) (laughs) it can go wrong. Totally. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No. Yeah. And then if good things happen with it, you know, you're, you're like, 
like that was an awesome relationship I had. Yeah, but I feel like all my relationships with my scripts end terribly. Like I break <laughs> up with all my scripts. But then later I'll, I'll be like, oh man, my ex was so great. Like that's how I feel sometimes <laughs> about my scripts. <laughs> wow, that, that ex had such a good second half. <laughs> such a good midpoint. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. When your story is ready for rewrite, cut it to the bone. Get rid of every ounce of excess fat. This is going to hurt. Revising a story down to the bare essentials is always a little like murdering children, but it must be done. Stephen King. (laughs) Please remember to rate and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. And I am Josh Hallman on Instagram, Joshua Hallman on Twitter. And as always, the Act Two podcast is a production of Act Two, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist, music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. (laughs) 